Aaron Jordan, Blackwater Environmental, Gillette, Wyoming. Well, I think we got it after a couple minutes of messing with the levels and everything else like that. You know, technology, as great as it is, sometimes it can be your biggest adversary. It just sometimes, I get these little, every now and then, static, we call it ghost in the machine. All of a sudden, it just happens. And anyway, I appreciate you uh, hanging on here and uh, doing a little pre audio testing with me here at the crude life and uh, that's just been kind of the year it's been where we've had to been able to be creative and i call it changing oil while going 90 miles an hour down the interstate how's your year been mr Aaron jordan it's been exactly that it has been doing on the fly more than usual and just adapting and trying to figure things out and keep up with the times you know it's just, it's been weird. It's been crazy, and nobody's ever seen, we've seen crazy before, but for some reason, this is just a whole different level. One of know? the things that I've, I've enjoyed about your company is, you know, you're small, you've got, you've got a code, you've got a mission, and by small, I mean small business, that you've been able to adjust and adapt and be a little bit quick and nimble during these times of uncertainty and it's my contention, my thesis, that a lot of these small businesses that were in oil and gas, or at least did business with sectors of oil and gas, were able to adjust much quicker than people who were, say, in the food industry or the tech industry or some of the other industries, just because the oil and gas industries had so much uncertainty in the past. Did that play into how you guys were able to adapt this year? Yeah, for sure. You know, you, you just got to adapt the way things are moving. And if you weren't diver- diversified enough, that's what got a lot of people when all this happened. You know, they were stuck in one sector of the industry and, you know, they just carried that through and tried to hold that string tight and it just snapped on them, you know. So we're, we are... You know, we diversified our services, we diversified our customers, we diversified in every aspect we could just to make sure if something like the oil field happened again, because we learned from 15, that it wouldn't hit us as hard as it did in 15, because 15 was rough. I think it was rough for for the oil field than this one is, because, you know, we're still doing, we're still doing oil field work, it's just not what it was. So... You know, I I don't think staying on one plane is ever good for anybody. But, you know, I talk to guys that stick that route and, you know, they're hurting worse than others right now. Well, you know, when you when you put all your eggs in one basket, as long as the basket's full, you're doing well. But on the flip side of that, you take a look at BP, you take a look at Exxon, you take a look at the, the top companies in oil and gas, and they started diversifying themselves long ago, whether it's in wind, solar, or you know LG, or gas, gas capture. They became very diversified for that reason. They didn't want to have all their eggs in one basket either. So um, there are, you know, there's two strategies to it. And, and right now, unfortunately, it seems like those are the strategies at work that if you happen to hit that nail on the head where all your eggs are in one basket and that basket is what people need, well, you're doing well. Otherwise, 
you're doing what we just exactly were talking about, figuring out ways to diversify yourself. Because the way I phrase it is, it's almost like you got to spend nine bucks to get 10 bucks, or you know, you got to stretch two bucks into five bucks. It's, it's not, the returns aren't there like they used to. You have to put a little, little bit more elbow grease and time and patience into uh, areas of, of commerce and business. Last time we spoke, uh, Aaron Jordan, Blackwater Environmental, you started seeing a little bit of uh, uh, some business in the environmental sector and also in some, uh, I believe, municipality type of uh, work. Is, is that correct? And is, is that still going on? Yeah, you know, we're always chasing uh, municipality work. It's pretty consistent on bids and budgets and things like that. So it's it's an easy target for us and, you know, so to speak, low-hanging fruit. Um, and we bid as much of it as we can and we get, you know, we get as much of it as we can. You know, you always want your slice of the pie, you know. But being a small business, we also have a little bit of rain where – we can't compete with some of the larger companies that can come in and bid a municipality job as a general, you know, we're always a sub cause we, you know, we focus on one sort of industry or one sort of service per bid, you know? So, I mean, it's good and consistent, but it's also, you know, we're, we're also a small business. So we're stuck in a, a subcontractor role most of the time. So, that can get frustrating and hard, but you know, it's, it's better than not working, you know, and not having things to bid and do. So hold on here. I got a dog barking in the studio. Frackleberry hound is uh, alerting, <laughs> alerting me of a climate activist. Uh Oh, look at that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, how about the mood there? You know, we had rig count zero happen over the summer. Uh, in Wyoming. And, you know, for me, who's in the media and, and get a lot of press releases and talk to a lot of people, that came out of nowhere. And so I, I didn't know if you if you got a heads up in, in, in Gillette or if that was kind of a shock to you. And did that impact your your work or your just your momentum at all when, when it went down to uh, zero rig counts in Wyoming over the summer? Well, what I think is really funny about that zero rig count deal is they said zero rig count, but when you would go out to the field, there was rigs out, still up working. What they took from zero, what they, you know, what was actually meant was rig count from rigs moving to new locations was zero. They didn't have any plans to move to a new location. You know, they took that as zero rig count when there's actually rigs still out working. You know, they didn't have any plans to drill any new wells, but it wasn't that long of a span where they replanned and started moving rigs to new locations. So it I don't like I don't like the phrase fake news, but that's kind of what that ended up being. It was it wasn't as true as everybody was hearing and putting on, you know. That's a really good point. This is one of the first times that I've heard kind of a real education on what happened because you're right. It was only like a week. So basically at the end end of the day, it was a week that you didn't see new permits was basically what it was. Yeah. And it was, it was a tactic of zero rig count, zero rig count, but there were still rigs finishing wells. There were still rigs 
you know, in the middle of drilling and working, but they just didn't have a permit to move to a new location. So when they started boasting that the rig count was zero and there was, oh, it was so terrible and nothing was going to happen ever again, it was, you know, a scare tactic and, uh, you know, basically, aha, we got you, we win because the rig count zero, you know, and it lasted, what, seven days, maybe eight days. Yeah, it was and all, like I said, it was failed and maybe a week exactly. Yeah. And uh, and then they they added another rig right afterwards. And th- I I actually think that would have been in hindsight looking at that. Uh, I because I, I, I was a little bit critical about the leadership for not uh, alerting companies because you know in the Bakken um, where I you know I came out of, uh, Lynn Helms almost you know. <laughs> To his credit and discredit, he almost gets a little bit anxious when rig counts get near 10. And if they get near six, I mean, he's he's on the media almost every day saying, don't you dare let these companies leave. Um, because, you know, he gets it that it, it's not so much if you're down to rig count zero. It's once that last rig is no longer in the state, it takes a while to get them back because you got to go find the guys. You got to go find the girls. You got to go find the workers they might have new jobs. They might have moved on. They might not want to go back to the place that they were. They, you know, there's there's a lot of variables that if you break up that momentum, that can cause problems. And I can see where where the phrase "rig count zero can be very salacious, but at the same time, extremely dangerous. Um, almost like yelling fire in a crowded theater. And I, you know what? I played a role in that because I. To me, I'm so used to, like I said, the Lynn Helms version of it. Like when it got near a 10 rigs, man, he was like calling the alarms right then and there. And so um, thank you for this, by the way. It was a, I'm, I'm glad we had this talk because I, I think that that perspective and that look at it, how, you know, really it was a week without permits is what it ended up being. Uh, or, yeah. or new locations is a totally different perspective than rig count zero. So when, um, when you say rig count zero, to my mind, that tells me, you know, being in the industry and being in the patch, that these rigs are stacked out. They've completely drained them up. They're sitting, you know, all components are sitting stacked out on a designated location that they've leased for long-term storage that's rig count to me so when you say rig count zero that means you should drive up and down the highway and these ranchers are leasing rig companies a small 10 acre lot to stack rigs out on and you didn't see that you seen maybe two or three of those and then you could look off and see rigs still up so that's where I, when you say a rig count zero, that means to me that everything's stacked out, everything is shut down, and nobody's out. You know, so. Well, it's, de- it's just, definitely the visual, without a doubt. Yeah, it just wasn't true, you know, so. Well, let's talk a little bit about some real news and some, uh, you know, some facts, if you will. How's your how's your current business uh, doing, and how are your 2021 uh, projects and outlooks. Uh, how's how's everything looking? I guess for right now and into the future. Uh, I mean, we're really steady. Um, we're actually busier right now than we usually are this time of year. This time of year, we're usually turning down, um, bringing equipment to the yard to get 
serviced and things like that and getting ready for uh spring contract work that we always have um because we we have con we we're always contracted out from about march to november every year we have contracts set in place we've already have work established um so this time of year we start turning down a little bit but we added some services that are on call type things and we've just been actually you know i say steady but it's been busy so and it's it's a little bit busier than I like this time of year because this time of year is when we actually kind of take a breath from our our fall contracts and things like that and kind of regroup for the new year and things like that and we just haven't had a chance, which is really good and really bad, you know, because we we come into like two thousand gallons of bad fuel last week from one of our distributors and we had to change fuel filters and everything, and that was you know one of them things that we almost didn't have time to do that you know we were in the middle of jobs and trying to get things done before we had weather changing we had 50 to 60 degree weather the last couple of weeks and we knew we were having bad weather so we we're trying to get some jobs done and you know when you got to shut everything down and fight two or three fuel filters you know in a row where the equipment won't even run that's you know one of them headaches that you just don't want to have on top of everything else that we've had this year that's a very uh, interesting comment to make because, to me, I was just complaining to somebody the other day just how I'm getting nickel and dimed from uh, my basically my internet and, and my, my website servers and all these different things. They've, they've been nickel and diming me for the last four, four months to the tune of several thousand dollars when you, when you add it all up. And then there's, or you got to, you know, pay an expert to do the security measures and make the coding changes and do just some of the things that are needed in order to do it. So, you know, I'm, by me, I'm just talking about their increased fees, several thousand dollars, but now you've got the uh, labor to go on top of it. Uh, I never thought of the bad fuel because that's, we, we have the same problem, man. We, we got, we had an unexpected expense and an unexpected time suck that came out of nowhere, and that does take away from the day-to-day thing. And it's almost like, it's almost like that person that's living check to check with money. Small businesses are living like time to time on the clock right now. So when these little idiosyncrasies c- come out of nowhere and and sidebar you, boy, that can really that 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 can really not only deflate the energy but take the momentum away and everything else. So. Um, I'm, I'm bringing it up because you guys really should be patted on the back for persevering through that because a lot of times, you know, hey, it's the straw that broke the camel's back on this one. It's like, oh, what else is going to go wrong? Um, you know, I mean, that's the year I've been having. I don't know about you, man, but uh, uh, you, you, I guess you spoke a little too truthfully to me there for a second. Yeah. Well, and it, you know, it's my biggest deal is labor costs because we're trying, we're trying to bring costs down for our customers and make it affordable. You know, our service is affordable where we're still profitable, but our customers are getting their best bang for their buck. Right. So when we have these days where production gets completely shut down because everything got fueled up this morning with bad fuel and nothing would run by noon, you know, we're down. That's a three, three and a half hour ordeal to try and get that all strained out. 
So when you start adding that up, you're like, you know, in my mind, I start thinking, well, we got to, we can't charge the customer for that. We got to go backwards. And, you know, this was basically on our time to get this fixed because it's our problem. You know, and our, our office manager, Brittany, she's real good about that kind of stuff. And she's like, well, no, you know, we need to figure this out. You know, yeah, we probably shouldn't, you know, charge the customer for this because this is our deal, but somebody needs to stand up to stand up for this. You know, either the fuel company gets us a discount on fuel or, you know, there needs to be somewhere where we can recoup this loss, you know, and that's all small business stuff, you know, that's stuff that you have to figure out every day, you know, where the big guys don't even worry about it. You know, they probably would just, you know, threw the fuel away, you know, or went and got a new bulk tank and had it filled with better fuel or something, you know, I don't know, but I know what we had to do and it, you know, it was costly for us. So, well, let's talk about how you can make some money. What, what are the services you do? Who are your specific customers and how can people get in touch? So we're, we're in the energy, we're in the municipalities, we're in oil and gas. Um, we have everything from sandblasting to coating to inspection. Um, vac, we added vac trucks this year, so we have dry and wet, so we can hide your vac and we can also move dry products. Um, we're basically doing everything. We're, we've got a, a hot seat truck, a big semi that's heated with a thousand gallons of water on it at all times with two hot seats in it so we can steam and pressure wash equipment and vessels and facilities and things like that so i mean we're we're on the move constantly just trying to make things happen and trying to be as profitable as we can in this year 